told you this. I did a. (laughs) 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 I did this ambush show uh, on Broadway and we show up. It's one of the ones where he's like, hey, do you have anywhere to be? And I made the great mistake of being like, no. So he's like, cool. 14 people are going up and you're going to have to wait until the end. And he goes up. The host goes up and goes, what's up, motherfuckers? It's a comedy show. And then no one at the bar turns to look at him. And he goes immediately like, I'm sorry. I didn't need to come at you with that energy. (laughs) <laughs> yes it was so beautiful he just immediately crumbled that is 100 who i am I'll be yeah. like, what's up you dumb bitch i'm sorry how are your kids i just it's really good to see you Dude, me. i went on vacation with my ex and i kept trying there's like a few instances of me being like trying to be like alpha a little and immediately getting squashed and yeah. one of them was just like we were at the pool at a hotel and they had a big bucket of towels with a little sign like don't take towels to your room and I was like, we could just take a towel. There's a million towels. It's fine. And then this like 14 year old boy that was the pool supervisor came up and was like, sir, sir, you can't be taking towels. And he'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, you went on vacation after you broke up or this is when you were still dating? We were still dating. Yeah, this was our the peak of our relationship was me being emasculated by children in front of her. Yeah, that's what that's what really like, toppled God, the whole thing. I'm She's gonna like, be really heartbroken I, when you leave me. <laughs> can I be with someone who steals towels from children? Is that who I want to be? Can I be with someone who fails at stealing towels from children? Right. It's like this guy's not even a successful asshole. He's just <laughs> an asshole who then feels weird about being an asshole when he got caught. Like, I can't let this guy into my butt. Do you ever have that? Do you ever like find it or like have a, a guy in your butt? <laughs> Do you ever have that where you're like sometimes if there's enough money involved? I'm gonna be a cool, assertive person. I'm gonna be an asshole right now. It's my turn to be the asshole. And then the world is just like, nah, that's not your type. We're not gonna let you do that. I um here's the thing that's been happening to me re- recently. So over the pandemic, there's you know, just online and whatever, there's always just a lot of shit talking. There's a lot of like, especially among comedians, it's a lot of like Yo, when we see each other, it's on site. Like, you better Ugh. watch out. Like, oh, I, no more fake shit. Like, we're just done with all this bullshit. And then, like, I'll see people and I'll forget that I'm mad at them or whatever. <laughs> and I don't like them. And I'll, like, dap them up. And then, oh, like, no. they'll leave. And I'll be like, oh, wait, I hate that guy. Like, I just completely, I, like, forget that I hate them. And I'll so I'll, like, greet them in a way that they don't deserve to be greeted. And uh, it's funny because they do it, too. It'll be like making eye contact and like being like, "Mm, can we should we? And then later I'll be like, oh, you like were shitty to my friends. I should not. Why did I? Why did our hands touch? I don't like that. And there's like 20 comedy photographers. So there's someone got a picture of you guys looking like best friends at the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> it right. was like just that one really second you forgot. <laughs> yeah. I was at a show and uh, I went up first. This is this last week. I went up first and it was great. It was uh, at Tiny Cupboard. Uh, Matt nice. Summerstein, anyone who's listening, if you're a comedian, reach out to him. If you're a person and you live in Brooklyn, go to the show. It was good. It's on Thursdays. Uh, He's going to send you a message really tomorrow like, hey, Ben, I got like 20 emails asking me to do my show because your podcast. Could you stop? <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but so I went up first and it was great. Had a really good time. Like genuinely was like, oh, this is really fun. I'm surprised. No, whatever. This is great. And then uh, I got off, someone else is up. And when I, after maybe like two or three minutes, I see 
one of our comedy photographer friends shows up and starts taking pictures on his phone. Aww. And I was like, shit. I almost went back to him and was like, hey, do you care if I do some time in between you doing some time before the next comedian? Because like, I just feel like people should know that I'm out, you know, that I'm active. Yeah, I want an action shot. Right. <laughs> I started getting texts from people who are like, you're in the city, right? Like, I don't oh want God. I, I love showing up, like finally showing up at a show or something again. And people are like, so you've been like on the road or where are you? I'm like, right. I've just been in my room. Right. I've been around once. And it's also funny when people try to like they ask. I don't know why people do this post pandemic, even though we're still in it. And there's another one coming. Uh, but they'll be like, oh, so like, did you go back to and then they don't know where I'm from? They'll be like, wait, did you go back to Ohio during all this? I'm like, I mean, that would have been a vacation for me. I'm not from there. So I don't know why. <laughs> You think? That's oh my God, I'm Cedar from. Point. Do you want to go? It's the greatest right? park in the world. It's so good. Like, like how was Denver? Are your parents okay? I'm like, I. Did they move? You didn't. No one told me. That's also great because you get to find out how little, like, how everyone here yep. assumes that 90 percent of the country is the Midwest. It's right. Like, exactly. It, there's three states: L.A., New York, and America. <laughs> the right. Midwest, and the Midwest includes everything in California outside of San Francisco and L.A. They're like Cal. They're like Minneapolis. How close is that to Calabasas? Is that like driving <laughs> distance? Can you do that? Is that a thing? Well, yeah, I grew up there, right by Pennsylvania. And you're like, that's like four states away. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you talking about? Um, did you have any? Uh, did you have a good week? How are how are things? Oh yeah. Are, do you have what your driver's I, uh... license? Do you have a job? Oh, God, Tell no. me. I do have a I do have an appointment for a permit. Um, it's still okay. it's just like, it's just far out because of it's still like a little backed up. Um, but my friend and I were like randomly like we should start doing fun activities on the weekend, like going out of way to go do dumb shit. So we went and played a we went to a batting cage, which I haven't gone to in over a decade, and it was a fucking blast. Hell yeah. It's awesome and very New York. It was like this, you know, old warehouse up in Queens, and you get there and this guy with like long, greasy hair is like blasting the uh history channel of something about aliens, and he's like Okay. Yeah, man, we got a machine where you put the ball in the machine, all right? <laughs> it's just a wheel that spins and you put it in there and we put a net in front of you and hopefully your friend doesn't blast the ball back at your face. Sure. <laughs> and, That's fun. Yeah. I like that you and your friend were like, hey, we should start doing what everybody else does on the weekends. Yeah. Do you think that's what yes. like, well, like, like, thing? <laughs> our whole social life has been around comedy for so long that we're sure. like, what do you like just do? What do people go right. out and like, I don't know. Let's go do go-karts. Like, you know how everybody's just been using the weekends as a release from the five-day work week and like really to recharge and whatever for years, generations, centuries. No. What if we do that? What if we start? <laughs> do you think that'd be weird if we just started being classic, traditional human beings? Please. What did Americans. you do on the weekend? Did you go do anything or did you go eat and drink? I feel like 90% of social hangs are like food and drinking, which I love eating, right? I love going to grab a dinner, but like I rarely put the effort to go and find like a destination activity to go do. Okay. Like, Are you challenging me directly as to what I did this week? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, what did you, you do this weekend? I meant vaguely, but now I am turning oh. into a challenge. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you came at me pretty strong. So I was Prove like, yourself. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what I did this weekend. Well, uh, yesterday I went bowling, actually, and it was very sad. You're it was fun, but it was... Are you real? No, I straight up went bowling. Yeah, we I went love bowling. bowling. Now I know. Now I which, know uh, that... Wait, which one did you go to? Uh, there's this place called uh, 360 Bowl in Astoria, and it's so bad. It was so bad, but it was the bowling was fun because of the people we were with. But nice. uh, the it was it was so funny. So we got there, 
And it was just like, I don't know, it was like the saddest part in an indie movie where it's like you walk into a place, it's empty, you know, but like the weekend is playing and lights are flashing and everything or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, they really, like, they're prepared for a lot of people. Right. Right. Like I walked in and I'm like, oh, I guess this is where I find my drug addled daughter. Like, what is the vibe <laughs> yeah. here? And there, there was, there weren't a lot of people there. And then like our friends came and uh, we were like, well, let's order food. It's a little bit, you know, like whatever we're ordering. And we were like, you know, it's a bowling alley. So what do you get a bowl? It's bowling alley food. You're like, okay, we'll, just get like a pep- we'll get like a pepperoni pizza, cheese pizza. They're like, oh, we don't have like these large. There's this whole list of pizzas. And like, yeah, we don't have any of these large pizzas. We have personal pizzas. So you can get like three personal pan pizzas and then just do that and they're like okay and then like yeah we're like you know we're not gonna make a big deal out of it that's totally fine and then like how many times could you hear that tone of okay and still be like right. we should keep serving these tiny pizzas right it's crazy and then we uh we're like you know what and then like ah, whatever let's just get a pitcher of ginger ale and a pitcher of water or something <laughs> and she was like we don't have ginger ale. I was like, why is it on? Just cross everything out on the menu then. What are we doing? And then she was also like, and we can't do a pitcher of water for you. I was like, you know what, bitch? I don't know what. And I didn't say that. I would a never pitcher say that. of water. That's too much. They don't. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have just running water. Do you not have running water? You can't go to the bathroom sink and put some ice in a pitcher and put some water in here. Like, what are we even doing here? I don't understand what this is at all. Ginger ale, cross it off of the menu then. Put tape over this whole section of the menu. This is all trash. So it's like three <laughs> shitty pizzas that tasted terrible that I ate too much of. And then like cold French fries. But the bowling was great. Okay. And okay. the vibe was weird, but I did hear a song that I like. So that's fun. Um, is that, that was... bowling expensive? No, like, that's why we were there. So over, I mean, the food was obnoxious. It ended up being more expensive than anything. But the bowling was just twenty dollars. Three pizza, yeah. three tiny pizzas for the price of three regular sized pizzas. Basically, um, <laughs> that so was upsetting. that was uh, that was Saturday, and then uh, Friday I went to a concert, and before that I got engaged. You idiot! You didn't know, <gasps> that, did you? <laughs> Holy shit! Did you really? Are you fucking with me again? You realize there's no trust in this episode. <laughs> I've lied to you three times before we even started recording, but I did get engaged. Holy shit! Friday, congratulations! So. That's awesome. Fucking Thank you. Off. Sorry, I called yeah. you an idiot. This should have been a genuine. Hey, man, I'm dumb as hell, dude, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> I may be yeah. illiterate, but I'm so thrilled for you and your family. Yeah. So you know when That's you so didn't cool. show up to hang out with us on our. Oh my god! Did you just wait? Birthday. Did you wait to ask her until I showed up, and then you had to wait till the next day? <laughs> I was just checking my watch. I'm like, he said he would be here. I don't know. <laughs> I want Everyone, our love is his love. I don't know why he's not here. I don't understand what's going on. Just 200 comics standing silently waiting for me to show up. <laughs> yeah, there were there were a lot. Of, it was a yeah. We so it wasn't like a. I didn't use it as like an engagement part. I was just like, my birthday is on Monday. Our friend Sam Evans' birthday is on Friday. Let's do. Let's tell our comic friends to come to this bar and hang out. And uh, those can always be. It was the first time I was ever on like the organizing end of one of these things yeah, is normally as a comedian like they're very stressful just like to attend because you're like who do i know there are my enemies there someone that i love <laughs> there's there, always you know an enemy I mean? there god damn it. right and i was and i was just observing it was it was honestly like uh going on safari but all the animals were just insecure comedians you know what i mean like it was just a very fun thing for me to watch now, and then i was and i was I'm only done one of these like, once did you have this where like okay you get like really stressed about getting people there and like having it be a thing and then immediately embarrassed that you're doing something like this 
Um, no, I I had a pretty. I'm gonna be honest with you. I almost never say this, but I had a pretty good weekend, and like there wasn't gonna nothing was really gonna like get in my way. Like if nobody showed up, I'd be like tight. If too many people showed up, I'd be like tight. It doesn't matter. I was like, but you also I, got I engaged, gonna, so why would you care? <laughs> exactly. I wasn't gonna let. I wasn't gonna let clout ruin my engagement high. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I did. I knew no. It was like double birthday things, and then like three quarters of the way through, I was like, "This feels so vain and stupid." It feels right. weird. Like I can't. I can just have a birthday with my actual friends, not like this comedy thing. But that's. But that's the thing. These are a lot. I mean, there were only a few people that were there that I wouldn't say I'm very at the least friendly. With, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Or I'm like, no, these are people I want to like have a night with and say hi to and like it's easier to get them all in one place. And then like, for me to like mingle a little bit and then hang out with that. And it was in like a central location kind of. So it was just nice to see everybody because like, we don't really get those opportunities, especially obviously pandemic era, but yeah, usually general, it's like you go to a show and there's like, you know, a bunch of people you don't know, some comics right. you don't like, and there's like one fun one. And like, cool. Exactly. It's like, you got them all together. Mm, well, fucking yeah. congratulations! What concert did you see? So uh, I bet you don't. Do you know who Brandy Carlisle is? Does that? No. Mean, yeah. No. Just, Where at? It's was all like just words venue? to you. Isn't it? <laughs> I uh, know mindless self indulgences though. That's the. Oh, that, I yeah. think about that daily. You're the second person I know who listens to them. <laughs> there's so they still. Uh, there's a band I was just listening to that, or I guess it's like a duo that reminded me of them. So I started listening to them Whoa. again. And I was like, Insane Clown Posse. No, you wish. I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll send you a link after. Insane Clown uh, Posse. To, which, so just so anybody knows, so if you have HBO Max, there is like a docuseries on there. And there's something, there, the first episode of the series talks about uh, Woodstock 99, which had all these new metal bands. So like Corn, Limp Bizkit, and all this stuff. And <laughs> it so is funny. fascinating to watch. Like I all highly right. suggest. I got to check that out. If you, you you don't even have to like music to think to like understand what it's basically like it was Firefest. Like if you remember how jacked up everyone was about Firefest, that's what this place was, except it wasn't for rich people. It was for so poor wait, white idiots. That's way after the the wood like the disaster Woodstock, right? No, that was the disaster Woodstock. Really? There was there was Woodstock 69, eh, nice, and then there was uh yeah. Woodstock 94. And then there was Woodstock 99 and it was the last one. And the guy, like the, one of the guys who ran, ran it, they do like this juxtaposition of like, you know, it was, everything was fine. And then this idiot Fred Durst gets up there and really stokes the <laughs> fires. Meanwhile, that's like day three and people have been rolling in their own shit and piss for two days. And he's yeah. like, Fred Durst should have just said, hey, kids, slow down. And uh, I mean, he didn't help, but he definitely, it wasn't, you can't everyone's like That's you can't so blame funny. the artist for your my bullshit God. i live my but, whole life assuming that that was like a hippie like a whole weekend of hippies getting out of control and the idea that it was that much new metal is my favorite thing <laughs> i love it it was like woodstock 99 was like if a like a coke bender came to life and was like <laughs> i need to hear jonathan davis tell me about his trauma right now like that's it was just like i need if i don't hear metallica right now i'm gonna punch a wall it's if that <laughs> were a 
like 300,000 people going to a concert. Like, That's so cool. It, it's what you got to watch it. It's it out, yes. And it's, I mean, there's, it's like definitely sad. Like there were, there were horrible things that were happening and like literally people died and stuff. But it is also fascinating because it'll be like, okay, so on this stage at 1.30, we've got The Offspring playing. And they're like, you know, everything sucks or whatever they do. And then at that same stage at 3.30, it's Jewel. And nobody's, like, everybody's just standing watching her. And she's like, why am I here? Like, what am I doing? I don't <laughs> yeah, understand. This is a weird, uh, weird lineup today. It's it's insane. <laughs> you got to watch it. You absolutely have to watch it. All right. I'm definitely on board. Uh, so I don't even know how we got on that particular tangent, but you know, that, do you ever you do the what? festival thing? I think we might have talked about this. Have you gone to like a four day? No, I, don't, I never will. That reminded me. I'm first of all, I'm just too old for this shit now. So yeah, like, now I, you are sure, right? I do when and, you're like 21 at least. And before I was just like too broke, you know, like I was never gonna go to Coachella. Also, it's just not like I just want to see a show. I don't want to go to a festival. Like mm. I don't want to. There's too much like, okay, it's like fun because we're in a tent and like we can smell each other no matter where we are on the premises. <laughs> it's like, I don't want that. That's I, like, I kind of liked how like the tents became little towns. Like one of our tent neighbors set up like this little kitchen and would make people breakfast in the morning. You could go give them like three bucks and you make these big ass incredible breakfasts. There was like all these little drug bazaars. I kind of like the the thing of that. But also, yeah, one weekend of that was enough for the rest of my life. Yeah, like, you're just cosplaying homelessness. Like if I want a tent place, like I can drive down. I literally drove past that on the way home. On like I can hang out with them and bring that's a capitalist can... of you. Two people camping together. That's cosplaying homelessness. Well, you either camp like, alone in the woods or you don't camp at it's all. It's just like, well, we're not showering. We don't. We have no real connection to our friends and family anymore. We've all become our own community. Uh, we have sex in the same place that we eat. I mean. If I wanted to do that, I could just go to like parts of Brooklyn and bring a speaker and it would be the same. It doesn't. It's fine. Like, I'm not casting judgment on homelessness. I think it's wild that people will be like, I'm going to pay four hundred dollars to live in a way that I would be very upset about in any other context. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I guess it's just that, like, instead of getting yelled at for being on the street, you get to see like your 20 top bands that you like. So it's like, you know, it's a little more incentive to pay for it <laughs> like that's what you're paying for not the sleeping out in the dirt part of it you're I, paying just, a I, just, bit for that. I just think that like if i could see those bands over time for a little bit less money and then also sleep in a bed that same night oh, i feel yeah. like i'm doing it dude the best one is bumbershoot in seattle i mean it's kind of sure. died over the years but like when it started it was funded by the city and the whole thing was for the tickets to be cheap but it's like 10 feet away from your house it's right. just like same size bands and stages. And then, you know, I'm hearing the replacements off in the background. I'm like, good enough. I heard the replacements at a festival. I'm tired. I'm going to go home. It just took That's a great. Went to bed. That was that nice. I like. If I have to scoop out human shit from my sleeping bag, I don't want to go to a concert like that. <laughs> or I don't want to go to a festival like that. You know, I found out like my new thing is I want to be like a low build comic on a festival like that that's been a that's blast where you're like crazy. still excited to be there and then you don't have to do any of the like crowded shit you just go get free food and snacks and massages and booze and then go casually watch whatever band you want to watch from the vip area and then go home yeah i think in those like an elderly man you have to really look at yourself and be like am i someone who want whose comedy translates to 
you know, five to 10 to 50,000 people who are not there for comedy. <laughs> like, is that what I want to put? Like they oh. showed Andy Dick on this, on this uh, Woodstock thing. And, you know, it was like someone was taking notes or something like Andy Dick fucking sucks. And I'm like, he does. But also why is Andy Dick doing stand up at Woodstock 90? Sure. You know what I mean? So we don't that, belong there. That festival I was at, they had like a rave tent, which is just like the only place with shade. Um, yeah. And Tignataro, I walked past her before I even knew who she was doing stand up there. And not only was it, it got very crowded because it was like the a chill place to sit. Like it was the only place with shade. So you could like sit in the shade um, and it got very crowded and then she fucking murdered. It seemed like a really weird pairing. It was an like odd environment, but like they were listening and then she got them and crushed. And it was a wild place to see someone like her who's pretty chill, just decimate like an entire, you know, thousand or so people sitting in the grass. Like it can be done. I don't know. That can be your dream. You can live in a bus and you can do concert yeah. openings. That could yeah, that's yeah. all you, baby. I'll let you have that. I, don't... <laughs> I do realize that like a lot of my uh aspirations are like just being a fancy homeless man. <laughs> I I didn't want to say you guys have any penicillin to trade. <laughs> We're not doing well on this bus. There's no hospitals on the road, baby. You're here's what I'll say, and this will transition into I think our uh, our uh, topic today. I think your intention, your intentionality, your it comes from the right place. This is all coming from the right place. I am worried about the execution of how all of this happens. Oh, I am my worried God. As someone that... who has botched the execution of everything I've tried to do in my life, I am also worried about the the dream of the bus I have versus the bus you're going to see roll up in your yard when I ask for help. And you know what? I just want to say as someone who's newly engaged, I don't have time to take on new people. So <laughs> good luck. Should we start the podcast? <laughs> Let's start the podcast. <laughs> everybody welcome to burn your heroes the best podcast in the entire universe each week we take a hero a beloved figure from history from media and we tell you why they're regular as hell they're gray they're not so great they've got flaws they're crusty they smell weird and we're here to get to the bottom of it i am chubby little piggy albert kirshner oh wow okay it's like thinking famed acrobat and then i fell into that you went from famed acrobat to chubby little piggy. I have self-worth. I can't okay. find it yet, but I have it somewhere. And with me, as yeah. always, is... Unchubby, fit acrobat Ben Katzner. <sighs> Frustratingly fit acrobat Ben Katzner. Every day I have to stare at his fucking body while we no do, one asks while you he to does do that. flips. He doesn't even <laughs> sit in a every day. <laughs> every day I have to go to his house and stare at his sleeping body. <laughs> mm, you're Never welcome. Me. You can have it. <laughs> My God, who are we doing today, Ben? Today, we are talking Mother Teresa, baby. Oh, Let's Mommy Teresa. The... You call we... her Mommy Teresa to creep people? I out. don't, you know, and I, you know, uh, this is a saint. We are talking about someone who has been uh, sainted. So you can't, yeah. you can't talk to, you can't talk about her like that. By okay? the Catholic Church, which I think is like, has the opposite effect. I think if the Catholic Church saints you, you're maybe the most suspect person of your time. <laughs> right. That's like a, yeah. <laughs> you did a really great job converting all those brown kids into Christians for us. Thank you so much. Yeah. 
it's like being a boy scout troop leader for like over a year you know what i mean where you're just like hey wait a minute that's weird i don't like that you're <laughs> hey your kid graduated college why are you still right. teaching kids how to sleep outside right it's exactly like that oh uh, uh, did you do boy yeah. scouts at all I think I did like one meeting and we made paper airplanes and like wooden cars or something. And I was just like, I thought we were going to learn about knives, you know, like I thought <laughs> fire was involved in this. That's the first step of the three step Boy Scout experience, right? The first mm -hmm. step is like the weird communal toddler gathering where you're like, you do dumb crafts and you're just like, this is a place for us to be. Step two is like the fun outdoorsy stuff. Like, hey, we're going to teach you how to camp, build fires, knives. Step three. By the way, this is a religious organization. We're going to tell right. you about God. You have to now pledge to God. My friend, uh, my friend's brother didn't get his eagle uh, order of the eagle arrow or whatever, because you have to like go up and swear allegiance to God. And he cut the God part out of his speech and they wouldn't give him the award. I mean, if God that's the that's the very like, that's so funny to be like, no, no, no. Our Lord and Savior needs to be <laughs> yeah. part of you learning how to make particular kinds of knots like this is very important i don't know if you've ever read the bible but there's a difference between <laughs> a slip knot and like a sailor's tie or whatever the fuck they're called yeah the only knot we all know is the slip knot i mean for real that is that's how i know the boy scouts as an institution have failed i don't yeah. know maybe an anchor knot that might be a thing i don't know okay. if it is or not but I, it just feels like Listen, you if you say, say a sailing word and then the word not afterwards you're going to be real close Sure. Most of the knots come from sailing. I right. remember the day I ignored learning knots because that was like, you know, that was a class we had, but we were camping and we were doing these like oh. three day camping things as Boy Scouts. And I was the guy who was like, hey, why don't we stay up all night lighting sticks on fire and throwing them into the river? And people were like, cool, but should we sleep? I was like, no, no, we're doing this instead of sleeping. And then the next day I'm nodding off in knots class. So some dude's dad is like, come on, man, <laughs> I have to camp with children. <laughs> Can you at least pay attention? I love that. That makes me very happy. Uh, this is probably a good time to remind you that, yes, we are talking about Mother Teresa, but we might meander a little bit. We might go off the beaten path. All right. Yeah. But don't worry. We'll get to letting you know why this person that we've all generally said is a good person also kind of kind of sucks a little bit. We'll let you don't. We'll get back to it. Uh, what do you remember? This, this is where usually where we start. So it's like, what are some of your first memories of this person in your life? Like what, what, what were you taught about Mother Teresa? Well, I think Mother Teresa and Gandhi had very similar places for me where they're like these almost mascots that I have no real world example, like experience of. Gandhi, you know, like past I, guest on the show. Yeah. Go yeah. <laughs> past guest. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing it. Thanks for the commercials. Uh, Shout out to Gandhi. I love the new album, dude. This is going to be great. <laughs> It's a little long for my taste, a little experimental, <laughs> but it's all right. Um, where like I never bothered to read like what their story was, right? Um, and had just known them as like the quip that people use, like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, your mother Teresa, uh, you're very generous and kind and helping the poor or the sick. Um, also don't really know anything that's it that's like it's not it's something I, it's like a thing that you could say in conversation but it's also something i wouldn't say in conversation so she had like almost no thing in my life and the other thing that really took me back when i did the research was same with gandhi where you're like oh these people weren't alive i always assumed it was like hundreds of years ago but it was right. like the 70s right <laughs> she's reagan gave her a medal <laughs> she's been around right yeah like mother Teresa, in theory could have listened to Jimi hendrix at some point in time mm -hmm. you know like like there, a there's a reality where she heard 
the right album at the right time and just got real into acid and was like, fuck <laughs> helping people. We are the thing that needs help, bro. You know, like her, <laughs> yeah. her mind's just completely blown. And uh, I, I would like to see that. That's that would fun. be great. Her week with the Beatles, just chilling. Right. And uh, yeah, so for me, she was it, a lot, just the, the same way a lot of these people, it's like, yeah, I, I didn't have any connection. They were like referential to me. It'd be yeah. like, oh, fucking That's Mother Teresa over here wants to help this old lady who's dying. It's like, you're like, wait, why are, why is this bad? Why are you being <laughs> aggressive about this? And then like, so it was always just like, that was it. It was just like, oh, this person is such a good person. They're like a real Mother Teresa. Like, yeah, was they it. don't really make it in the curriculum, you know, like, right. You're not going to learn about which I'm OK know. with. I'm OK that we didn't. We didn't yeah, I don't want to learn about deep. Catholics in in school. That feels like, yeah, that feels like church territory. If like we're learning about someone who's, you know, very faith based and like, yes, is considered a good person, but like in the historical context of like that you you have to dig deep down into the minutiae to be like why is this person historically relevant to me in a public school setting right yeah and if we're talking about mother Teresa, i would be like okay well let's talk about some black shit you know like i want to hear this like if we're doing this you got you better <laughs> be telling me about you know uh black wall street and shit yeah like that. something that's like way more relevant to america Rather than yeah. some lady who got a medal from Ronald Reagan for killing Catholics or something. <laughs> Nobody knows. Like her her relationship with the US is very minimal compared. Right. You did say you you did mention uh she did something that is pretty badass. Didn't you say she uh like uh did like a C she Yeah, yeah, yeah. during a ceasefire a, a year for that, maybe? No. Um uh, yeah, we got, don't do maybe it was around the seventies or early eighties because she got her Nobel Peace Prize in seventy nine. Um <sighs> She was a missionary in India. Oh, yeah, it was uh, 1982. She brokered a ceasefire between Israelis and Palestinians to save 37 children who were trapped in a hospital on the front lines. So she got like she had the Jim Jones thing where she got a lot of good deeds to build up goodwill. I don't should sure. use the Jim Jones example because hers then turned so negative. But yeah, kind of like, did, though. That's the weirdly thing is it kind of did. It's just like a, a more publicly sanctioned call. Because she sure. was like actively, I don't want to dive too deep into this part yet. Because I do want to, I do want to ask first, what was your relationship with religion? Did your parents make you go to church? Uh, yeah. So when I was younger, I was raised Catholic. And, nice, me uh, too. We were... The worst one, yes. Maybe not. It's not the worst one. It's, it's like the bad. most boring one. Um, but we, uh, yeah. So we would uh, go to church like pretty much. When I was younger, it was. I would say every Sunday and then it kind of became most Sundays. And then by the time I was like actually confirmed and like senior in high school or whatever, it was like some Sundays, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Then, you made it longer yeah. than I did though. Good. Good for you. Well, yeah, there was just like, it was basically like once you go through confirmation, then you can do like when you're an official member of the church or whatever, then you can do whatever you want and we don't care. And it's like, all right, that's fine confirmation which i won't get into the whole story here was insane there was a clown there was a like a sad clown holding nails that represented the nails that nailed jesus to the cross uh i found out about my like birth mother the same time from this fucking sad clown basically no it was wild that what whole shit fuck? was crazy i missed my con I, we like stopped going as much before confirmation because i got too mouthy about it but it was so I didn't get to experience any of that. I had like my first communion and people gave me presents, but they were all bad 
you know church presents yeah. and they're like i got you something like cool i got like another birthday and they're like yeah here's a here's a naked man dying on a cross right they give and you like a it. rosary and you're like cool. i don't know these don't even look like real gems you know like, <laughs> yeah. it's like what, what am i supposed to do with this gems? <laughs> but you, you had like this true. you had like this insane transcendent experience <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was pretty wild just to uh the there's just like a weird kind of manipulation that goes on and you know where they're like this is gonna be intense this whole thing's gonna be intense and then they bring out a silly fucking dumb clown who's probably just like a bus driver that you know but you can't tell because so this clown clown thing is that like your family throwing that into the party or is that the church sanctioned clown church that what is the a, fuck? That was a local church. This is a thing they'd done. I don't know what the bit was. I'm already forgetting. Sometimes I retell this and I'm like, did this really happen? <laughs> yeah, this is and one of those I things where you're check like, with friends. Hey, we don't do this in other Catholic churches. That They just right. go on you. <laughs> but like that was, I just remember <laughs> there, it was the whole day is so serious. It's becoming, you're becoming you know part of this thing right and then they trot in the clown no music and he just goes up to everyone he just leans in and he just looks at you he's not saying he's a mime he's not even a clown i don't he says nothing you are no fucking horns. with me this isn't real this, this is real this real. is real there are people who listen to this podcast who know what i'm talking about okay <laughs> oh and, my god and then they're like they're like this is going to be emotional you you probably cry that's okay whatever blah 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 and this whole time i'm just looking at my friends laughing my fucking ass off and yeah, then that's, that's a clown and then the, mani- the manipulation part is where it's like you know my birth or uh, my adopted parents had like held on to this letter from my birth mom for like 18 17 years whatever which is crazy it's like Dude. no you give me that shit first you idiot yeah and then Don't, like so, a third party be the delivery right. what the fuck well he didn't it was just like i don't, I don't know what it was. i don't know it was like everybody got um, i think everybody got like letters from their parents or something that you know and then they gave me that letter or something which is just like that's a weird it's upsetting to be like you just have this this entire time yeah, yeah. saving it for this me. big reveal right so now so then i'm like you know i'm reading this letter and i'm crying i'm like this fucking clown <laughs> he thinks he got me you didn't get me you didn't get me the world got me you yeah. son of a bitch the clown just the messenger that's so that's my relationship no. with Catholicism. holy shit wow now i feel like a turd for hating it just because of every aspect of it and not because yeah. not for anything personal like you personally even... it was fine i did an altar boy thing here and there i got my five bucks a year for that it was boring as hell and everything was very stupid like everything yeah. they i had to go to ccd which is the after school yeah, on Tuesdays, like you go classes, and they, yeah. yeah, but it's like some teen who's also like a dumbass, and they're just like trying to teach you about how to be ashamed of yourself and fear and burning and like just these things that you're like, this is pretty transparently control tactics. Yeah. Also, you told me there's a man in that box over there that we're surrounding in gold, and you keep telling me about how we should give our money away, but this is the most expensive building in for like a million miles, so I don't really right. trust you. <laughs> like heinous but you have like you had like real ties (laughs) and i was i was well past like being like okay this is a thing i'll pursue down the road i was like i think there there was a time when i was probably i think we were probably like sophomores in high school or younger and like we had like a conversation with our priest 
and like we were supposed to ask the tough questions or whatever, or like just be open and honest and ask questions. And I remember being like, okay, so murder is wrong. What about murdering in war? And him just being like, okay, you know, yeah. like really just backing away. I feel like that like, happens constantly. It's just like youth yeah, pastors. Right. People will be like, listen, don't just don't ask me questions. I can't answer 90% of this. <laughs> because they like outsource their work, much like mm-hmm. I'm sure Mother Teresa, where it's just like they outsource their work. So it's like, okay, Jim and Joan from uh, down the street, you signed up to volunteer at the church this week. We're going to need you to teach religion classes to teenagers who hate you, who hated you before they knew you. They hate what they're doing. They hate that they're not jerking off right now. Good luck. They are going to ask you about war. I want you to know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, if things get dicey, throw a couple wafers at them and like, <laughs> let's just get out of here. You know, ours was like our CCD had cookies and juice and they wielded Honor. that shit like crazy because it's actually like unlike wafers, they're tasty. Yeah. Yummy. And so they're like, hey, how about we cool it with the questions? We can get to juice and cookies quicker. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so but so this ties into the Teresa thing, right? The your thing. Um, a lot of this ties into it. We're like, we're going to present you things that are nice and that you like, like treats, like, or the real fucked up on the Christian mega church in the woods by my house would do like bowling events. They put a, built a paintball course for the kids. They did like, they put so much money and effort into giving people a reason to hang out there. And then they bring in the control. Then they bring in the morality. Then they were like, cool. Now you have to sign your soul over to us. That's the yeah. part of hanging out here. This isn't just us doing this for the sake of doing this. That's what bothers me. The vocabulary is always like, we're doing this for people, but it's always, it's always like, as long as they give their soul to God at the end, as long yeah. as they sign up for the club. And even Mother Teresa, that was a big part of it. She claims to go help these poor people. And there's a lot of Indian people who were like, she was kind of hamming up how fucked up things were for people to be like, look, I'm helping all these suffering, disgusting people that are everywhere in the city. And there's some people who are like, there's some suffering in the city, but maybe you stop painting our city as this dirty hole <laughs> that you're right. healing. And then wasn't even healing them, was just giving them a Christian, like a good death. Right. And at first okay. it was pretty like, it was across the religions. Yeah, I think, and that's the thing, right? It's like, it's serving the, the projection is, oh, we're serving and giving, but it's like, Oh, you're serving and giving and then like also taking some shit for yourself like making yeah, you're recruiting. using this right there's there's part of this that's for you and you know mother Teresa is a person who kind of gets uh i don't know if lionized is the right word but like she gets idolized let's say because of like the idea of this person it's a weird thing with this podcast where we get all these people where it's like the idea of this person is so far beyond what they actually were that you lose control of like their actual narrative right where it's just yeah. like oh this person she was a saint like the the quote there's that quote attributed to her where it's like the good you do today may be forgotten tomorrow do good anyway right which is like a beautiful thing but it's like yes she did that but it's also like this won't fit neatly into a quote but you should also be like and like yeah everybody does a little bit of shitty that you know like people are also bad like it's hard to it's i i honestly think that quote could be like do good anyway but also realize you are only human like i think people (laughs) just forget that you're a human being and not an actual deity and that like it's important to be like nobody not a single person who's ever what i i feel like i know obscenely nice people on this planet and i'm sure they've still hurt people you know what i mean on accident yeah. like maybe on like small levels or whatever but this idea that you can be an idealized version of a human being 
has to just fuck people up so much not real i read a book when i was like you know i went through my 22 phase of like getting doing mushrooms and reading spirituality books and one of my favorite books was like uh was this book called living buddha living christ by a vietnamese monk and the whole thing is like 60 pages and he's just like cool it (laughs) stop worshiping people and just try to be better like here's some ways to like for you to try and be like these people rather than painting a picture of this person on a building and then fighting each other over it um, right. I think like a realistic version of that quote would be for like how she ended up being used would be like, hey, the good that Mother Teresa does today washed away the good, the bad that you did last week, as long as you give her money. Right. Right. That's like what that ended doesn't... up happening was like a lot of people would do terrible things and be like, if I get a photo op with her, I'm good. And that's the Catholic Church, like freaking motto. Right. You can do whatever the fuck you want. As long as you come to us at the end of the day, then you're yeah. good, baby. We got you. They really, yeah, and she really, they really do embody that. That it is a very frustrating. That's, that, I mean, that's the type of shit I would ask in these religion classes. I'd be like, so you're telling me if I don't do like if I don't kill someone or like fuck their wife or whatever a third thing is, steal, I guess, whatever. <laughs> um, I can do pretty much anything as long as I ask for forgiveness before I die. Yeah, and I'm like, that's insane that doesn't make any sense at all to me so. you're giving me the permission to say and do whatever i want to you right now this person works for this church knowing that at the end of the day i just have to go and confess right you're like <laughs> <laughs> but we're as a kid i'm like i'm not doing it i'm not a rat you know what i mean i'm just like i refuse uh yeah so that and, and that's there so there let's move forward i guess a little bit but like there is this interesting idea of like there the idea is like oh this person's so good this person is transcendent this is how we should all be but part of her like ethos was like yeah you also should suffer because it brings you yes. closer yes to it Christ. brings you closer to christ and by so for doing that she pretty much just set up suffering centers she wasn't building yeah. hospitals. She was building places for people to go die. And there were some nice moments in there, like you could get the last rites for your specific religion. But there was also things like we didn't really, you know, the millions and millions of dollars we're getting from constant donations all over the world. We're not really spending that on medicine and comforts and things to make this like actually better for you. We're not sterilizing needles. We're just giving you a place to die and suffer in the name of Christ. Right. And they're like, but... you did get a flat screen. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. But the thing was, it's like, it seemed like a really nice thing because everyone else was like, ooh, you have leprosy? Fuck you. Get the hell away from us forever. And so sure. she was like a person who was like, I'll hang out lepers. Sure. They can die in my house. And they're like, cool. We gave you a bunch of money. Could you help heal? And they're like, right. yeah, I'll heal their soul before yeah. they die in my house. What do you want me to do? You know, just like a, <laughs> a shady, like a landlord or something. It's like, you're like, hey, my fridge is leaking oil. Can you help? And it was like, ah, buddy, my hands are tied. What do you want from me? <laughs> There's like a, a lady who came to visit one of these and she like met this boy who had a liver condition that was very treatable and wasn't that bad yet, but they wouldn't take him to the hospital. She kept like talking about how his suffering was a part of this and it was like a part of her spiritual journey, but they could have like gone to the hospital and fixed it. And what frustrates me about this like low tech, not really healing centers thing that she's doing is that like she didn't live that life you know as soon as she got heart problems she got a robot heart right she's like oh medicine yeah medicine's awesome i love modern medicine just not for the people that follow me she's like suffering's for poor people i'm mother (laughs) Teresa, bitch that's what it is it kind of is though like a lot of her life is just like yo rich people they have a different life it's okay 
Yeah. <laughs> There's the poor people. This is what you're doomed for. And I'm going to make it more graceful for you. And that's what I mean, that's, again, a microcosm of like, I think a lot of these religions where it's like from the there's so much money at the top that is funneled from the bottom so like you have mega churches and this isn't necessarily catholicism but like in general so like let's say you have mega churches of people telling you how to live a moral and decent life who are living a amoral in their own like in their own framework they're living an amoral life but and like profiting off of these people they're grifting it's so frustrating like being a multi-millionaire televangelist person is still a thing to me is insane that's insane to me that that works still you i don't blame make... them i blame the people who subscribe that's fucking yeah you're, that's you're what i mean stupid. like the fact that we've we've lived enough now that this is like no longer a secret right that doing like this on tv just makes you a bunch of money and that like all of these pastors are very publicly wealthy too like that what is that guy the big one joel joel austin yeah his yeah. his wealth Austin's is not a secret at all and he still right. has followers like people don't give up that's once they're in they don't seem to give a fuck <laughs> that's yeah something that bothers me yeah uh, i guess if one. i just want a greasy-haired rich white man to lecture me i'll just like go to work you know what i mean like i don't need to <laughs> i don't Shot need this. what's your company name again just curious <laughs> <laughs> um it's uh mcdonald's inc and i clean the bathrooms it's totally fine yeah i think th so one of my beefs with the kind of mythology of mother Teresa is the suffering brings you closer to christ concept yes. because i don't so there is a subtle difference between that and Buddhism, which basically says suffering is a part of life. Yeah. It's not saying that you have to suffer no. to be uh, noble or it's like, just unavoidable. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Yes. And that is like those are two different things, because one is like saying, hey, your existing existence is going to hurt sometimes, but that highlights the good things. And the other one yeah. is saying bitch you better you better bleed because you ain't yeah. seeing big daddy god if this shit is jesus shit bled bet we beat the shit out of him now we get right. to beat the shit <laughs> right. out of you <laughs> do you think you're better than jesus maggot uh whereas like buddhism is like hey you're suffering because you want stuff if you work on not right. wanting as much stuff you probably suffer less right like that's, exactly so that's like i love this idea though that you're like okay so fuck I have like two things competing like oh well, one is there's literally a star trek episode about this i saw this a week ago like they go to a place where there's a disease killing a bunch of people and they don't think there's a guy there who's like there's no cure so there's a guy there that everyone goes to because he gives them a nice death and he gains a lot of power for being the person who gives them a nice death so when these star trek people show up and they're like we can actually cure this disease he's like compete he's like fighting them and trying to stop right. them because they're taking away his power which is to heal be the guy who gives you a nice death and there's right. like a there's a bit of that going on here oh for sure absolutely i mean there's literally a thing where um they like prescribe a miracle like someone was sick uh and they recover and they didn't think this person would ever recover and they're like well it was a miracle mother Teresa, you know was part of a miracle with this person and the doctors are like okay but what was we did give them medicine you know like this is yeah you can call it a miracle if you want i guess it's like a scientific miracle so people like we did yeah get up to this point but they're like no 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 shut up <laughs> shut up saints are talking you know like yeah. this is well that's the thing you don't get a sainthood by just being near a doctor who used did his job right you get a right. sainthood by being the one who healed with a miracle while a doctor happened to be in a room behind you
I just have a hard time. I not. I mean, it's wrong. I think that's just so stupid. I was we. I was accosted by a woman on the street this week. Uh, we were. I was just having a conversation Why? with some other comedians. Uh, she said that my dick was too big. Um, but... <laughs> hey, get at home, <laughs> scaring kids. What's wrong with you? Uh, no, I was just having a conversation about like dating during the pandemic with uh, comedians, and then this lady who was like perusing books leans over and she goes. Do you all believe in the vaccine? And I was just oh, like, oh, I gotta, God I gotta it. hear, I yeah. gotta hear where this is going. So I was like, yeah, I do. And she just through this whole diatribe, she's like, you know, I had cancer and I got, I went through chemo twice, and then I started taking natural, uh, whatever, natural <laughs> vitamins, and then the cancer went away. And I was like, yeah, you don't think the chemo had anything <laughs> to do with that? Like firing radiation at it violently had any effect on it? Right. And that's that conversation. <laughs> that is a direct through line to this Mother Teresa miracle thing of being like, so funny. yeah, I don't know what happened. You know, these guys have just been working on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Nothing happened. And then Mother Teresa came in and he started walking. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. That's how time works. You do things. And then eventually a reaction happens to the things that you did. It's insane. Oh, God. Catholics love fetishizing suffering. It's like a huge thing with it, with Catholicism. And I, oh, I don't know. I had that. The whole, like, there's a quote, not a quote. Someone just once said it's like, you know, it's easier to shit on the religion you grow up with. And it's easier to be like excited about ones you don't. Um, right. And I think like there's a part of that that's like why I was more into the Buddhism thing. And you could always find sure. examples of like, all right, well, in this part of the world at this time, Buddhists were slaughtering these people like no religion is is inherently good. Right. There's like bad people to follow all sorts of religions. Um, but there's still elements of like the whole vibe and mentality and like the through lines to all of the lessons where you're like, no, Buddhism is like inherently better than than Catholicism. <laughs> like there's so much like em embracing your suffering and curing it versus like, no, 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 you're supposed to be suffering. That's the good part. Life is bad. And then when you die, then you get to be happy. That's in Buddhism is a lot of like, what if you're just like, what if we work on getting there now since we're here and alive yeah. and feeling things? I like what I like about Buddhism is that it doesn't, you know, maybe I'm wrong, I guess, but it's not like it doesn't center around like a like us or, or it, it really encompasses like the universal aspect of like where you fit in in the universe, not where you fit in in this chain of like God, Jesus, and then you or what and then like the devil, you know, like it's not it's not that it's not like a direct through line to this thing. It's like oh, we're all in this universal soup together and you are one molecule in the soup and like you're mo you play a role in this, but it doesn't, it's very fluid. You move around and there's, there's just a lot going on. This, this sucks. I hate that I'm even talking about this, but um, Catholicism, Catholicism just felt very like, here's what you have to do to win. Yeah. And Buddhism <laughs> yeah, to yeah. me feels like there is, you're not, it's not about winning. You're just, playing like we all just play that's what it is and i think and look i think there's a world where you can reshape you can like present these western philosophies in a way where you're saying the similar concepts but i think the aesthetic is important to be like this is a conqueror's religion right this is a religion of people who go to your country kill everyone that lives there and then tells you to be this right <laughs> for certain <laughs> and like i do appreciate i do i do want to say like a person like a mother Teresa type who like did 
you're human so you're flawed but you did dedicate like a lot of time and energy to like even if your views were flawed there was a seed of like i want to help people there's i mean that early early moment she there was like a a war between two cities or something and she just happened to be like close enough to see a lot of the victims and the suffering and was on like on her trip back to her monastery which they talk about like being uh way more comfortable you know there's not a lot of like violence and sickness there you're just like working on being closer to god and her like she could not shake the impulse like i have to stay here and find a way to help people and there's something really good about that i feel like i don't know i've walked by people who suffer and i don't have that immediate impulse to stop and like dedicate my life to helping them you know and like there's something to be said about that that's a very noble impulse i'm not always a fan of the execution but some of it is beautiful it's cool that you were willing to hang out with lepers when no one else would right exactly now it's like i don't even hang out with people that annoy me (laughs) i'm like oh you're perfectly healthy but you could sink a conversation (laughs) god i will avoid you like the plague (laughs) i think i'm sick you know like i can't (laughs) hang out with you today i'm so sorry i actually went and got myself leprosy so i could go to a colony never have to talk to you again like i do feel like if mother Teresa existed right now she would like if if i was walking up behind her at night on the street i don't think she would cross the street like I, that's the that's the highest compliment i can give to an old yeah white but she woman, also she might, might be she like might. she also might be like i love your suffering you know she might also like assume you have a level of suffering you don't right. <laughs> she might be very presumptuous in a weird way <laughs> like we're gonna find you a home child like i'm walking home now i have a home <laughs> like okay <laughs> like i'm not a oh. random homeless guy i also I also just realized I'm Googling as we do this. I'm like, uh, I've always just assumed she was like a white woman. And I don't think that's actually the truth. She's Um, Albanian. Yeah. So white passing. Good enough. Um, Here's so. Yeah, I do think you're right. She would definitely fetishize a little like, like, oh, like if I was dating Mother Teresa, she'd be like, oh, wasn't today like hard? (laughs) Wouldn't you have like a tough isn't the world sad and a bad place? And it's like, can we just talk? Can we just talk for once, <laughs> Teresa? Does it always have to be about suffering with you? It doesn't have to be a whole uh, thing. And we've kind of touched, look, we've kind of touched on this idea, but it's like someone does something well or good or kind, and then they get attention for it, and they get built up into this like deity almost. And then other people start listening to them just say stuff. Right. She's great because of the things she's done, not the stuff she right. said, but she's done all these good things. And now people have given her this platform and now she's on a microphone talking to millions and millions of people because the Catholic Church is all over the fucking world, telling people right. that the greatest threat that can happen to this world right now is abortion and just shitting on mothers also. But at the same time, it's the most selfish thing you can do. And the second most selfish thing you can do is contraception. Right. This sucks. This is awful. Why do you, ans- why do you insist on having this like death meeting between um you can't protect yourself from having a baby, but if you have a baby, you can't do anything about it. Like why do you insist right. on this like impossible world? She was anti-abortion because she thought it was a sin, but she was anti-contraception because she's like condoms just don't feel as good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I yeah. God protecting my genitals. We're good. Right. Come on. She's, she's like, oh, what is that lamb skin? I've got the blood of Christ down there. What do you need? Uh, that was too much. And I feel bad. 
When wow. you when I go for it and you don't give me anything back, <laughs> like this, I want to know, I, I want to fucking kill you. <laughs> like you can't let me say something right, foul about Mother Teresa and then zone out while I'm like, yeah, <laughs> your landscape. The body the of, Christ. of Christ is inside of her, and that's what protects her from STIs. And you're and just I'm like, like, oh, I had to buy landscape condoms once. <laughs> They're expensive. <laughs> We my were bad. having my bad. we were having such a nice time, and you really just crushed me. I have a bad brain. <laughs> Get distracted. Okay. Um, well, I think that's a we've that's covered a, a lot, right? Yeah, we really did. Um, I'm looking through time. some of uh some of this. I mean, part of the reusing needles thing is funny because it's just like, hey, if they're dying, why do you get to wash the needles? You know, they sanitize like the needles for oh. people on death row. You're you're speaking like people know it. You need to like back up and like let people know. Yeah, what yeah. We haven't talked about this yet, and this is like a, oh, this we is haven't? actually an important. I don't think so. Oh, and this is an important like. Fuck yeah. Thing. So in her centers that she had these like healing houses um someone came by and like you know people journalists and stuff come by and they look at what's happening they write their stories that's where we're getting a lot of our information from is like a little documentaries people make about how she conducted these things but one of the things was was like not really being like super into uh medical cleanliness like sterilizing yeah. utensils was a huge widespread thing you're doing that in all the hospitals but she wouldn't they wouldn't like sterilize needles you know they would give people shots and then rinse it off and give another person a shot with that needle and then maybe it's part of the mentality of like hey you're all gonna die anyway who gives a fuck but it also seems like a just a weird passive aggressive attack on science and medicine you are so light on this thing that is like a horrible thing like reuse that is like crazy to be like we are going to use a needle on someone who's sick and then also use it. You might as well just not use the needle that like you're better off just spitting in someone's mouth and being like, this isn't going to do anything, but you know, <laughs> yeah. at least you yeah, feel the mentality something. is you're going to die anyway. Why bother with all right. the bullshit? It makes no sense. It's like, so you're just, well, I think they're giving show? them like uh like pain medicine and stuff, stuff to make them more comfortable. Oh, that's hey, fine, I'm with you. It, you should sterilize needles. It's also very easy to do. You just boil some water. They're not like it's not like a crazy. You don't have to like get science. You have to like, you know, order um, stuff from like the local college to come over and like give you chemicals to clean these. You just boil water with needles in it and you've done it. If you went to a Chipotle and you they gave you a fork that they just pulled out of a fork <laughs> like, bucket. You, you just looked over and there was like a, a used Chipotle bowl yes. that had clearly just had a burrito eaten. They're just like, oh, cool, right. there's some fork. Here you go. Chipotle would be shut down. Every part in the yeah. country, in the world, Chipotle would never exist again. It'd be in the it'd be in our like historical records as like one of the most careless things that a food place could do, right? But we have Mother Teresa reusing needles. Yeah. And it's to, it's a blip. It doesn't even register. To contrast, we sanitize, sterilize needles for injections we give to people on death row that we're killing. People who are going to be dead in five minutes, right. we make sure the needle sterilize so they don't catch anything on accident. <laughs> like even, right. even people who are definitely dead now, still, we're going to clean the needles. And she was just like, like, we are going to kill you, but we're not monsters. <laughs> And they were like, hey, man, we don't know when this next shipment's coming in. So, like, stick them again, John, or whatever the fuck. They're doing. So then, okay, my final big point about her before, I don't know if you've got more. Man, undo. No, I have like, we can't. There's no more possible points we have left with this lady. Um, you fucking dragged her ass. <laughs> Do we talk about how she's, like, now become 
like she became like a symbol for corrupt politicians to wave around uh i, I think no, i touched on reagan um yeah what is it there was a haitian military junta which i'm not entirely uh sure what that means but it's <laughs> it's been talked about in a way that seems uh it's bad i don't know like they're killing a bunch of people um yeah. and she just went and visited the leader and talked about how great he was and then it's like the guy talking about this interview is like just listing the shit the guy had done the week before and it's just burning like places and killing a bunch of people and then she goes right. and visits him and he's like this guy gets the people he's a man of the people he's one of our people and, you know he gives a bunch of money to the catholic church and they move on she meets with reagan he gives her the medal of honor um but like a week before paramilitary groups he was paying in south america had like burned down and killed a bunch of american catholics it's this like weird thing where you're like hey if you do fucked up stuff and you're a leader you just have her come on tv with you you're good it's that catholic yeah. thing again it's pretty much instead of going to confession you hire her it's like a bigger level of that you hire her to come by and do a video interview with you and then you're you're good yeah she's like religious beyonce right where it's just like <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. You heard some you heard some shitty things about me. Well, my friend Beyonce doesn't seem to mind. And he like drags her into the picture. And it's like, hey, everybody, it's me, Beyonce. And I just want you to know that, yes, this person is a warlord. Sure. <laughs> but look at how cute they are with my puppy or whatever. And that's fine. That's like, like Joe Biden bringing up uh, Olivia Rodriguez. This just happened. No one knows this reference. But uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris or whatever. We're like, hey, everybody should get vaccinated. You know why? Because our cool friend Olivia Rodrigo says so. And she's like this new hip teenage like pop star person. And everybody's just like, what are you doing? Like, we know <laughs> what this is. Like, Did you just tank her career? <laughs> right. <laughs> she Even she's like, God, I got to get better representation. <laughs> I can't believe. Making me meet the motherfucking vice president right now. I'm trying oh to get God. paid. Uh, but yeah, I don't love the idea of like turning a uh, turning someone into like a symbol or like a mascot like that. And yeah. like she had to know. But I, you also kind of wonder if it's like, is this coming from her or is this coming from above her? The Catholic Church. That's kind of right. my next follow up point to this is that it seems like the Catholic Church gets a foothold in the country in the same way that America U.S. foreign policy does. America U.S. foreign policy. I am the dumbest person in the world who's ever talked about this. Well, uh, <laughs> at least you have a podcast to spread but... your message. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i hate this so all right you a country doesn't agree with you you don't like their leadership so you find someone who disagrees with that leadership and you give them a bunch of money and resources and clout and that's kind of like our thing right and mm -hmm. that's kind of what she's doing she's like the, <laughs> the special forces of the catholic church and they're right. like we don't really like the main religion in this country we want more people to be catholic in this country let's send her in and go say how this rebel leader is actually the man of the people and then it'll start building more support for having catholics in this random country that had no catholicism before and what's crazy about that is she's not even hot you know what i mean <laughs> like what's even the point i don't get it like she's a nice woman she's helped people but it's not like she's got like she's not like racked out you know it's not like she's got a fatty or anything she's doing an interview she's with bin laden and he's like right. so is there like a hot lady behind you or like right. where is mother Teresa? Is she, be, is it, is she behind this ugly old lady and you know i just think i don't want to objectify mother Teresa too much but i'm just saying like if we're gonna fucking cover up war crimes or whatever like I got to see some cleavage or something. This is crazy to me. I don't know. This I think the iconic white and blue rap that she uh, she coined is pretty rad. 
you know, leaves uh, everything to the imagination, which is ideal <laughs> That's sexuality. Even I, I love that. Yes. Um, love that. You know, but it's crazy that anyone listens to what she has to say because she's an adult virgin. You know, <laughs> this is America. We right. That's that. yeah, that's a huge thing. Not enough people <laughs> talk about that. Be like, OK, yeah, no, you think that life should we should all suffer to get closer to Christ. Have you ever had an orgasm before? You know, like, it's just like, have you ever, you ever just sat in front of a mirror and just looked at your shit to see what you're all about? You know what I mean? Like, we all do it. Have you done it? Have you not? You know, I once you ever... sat on a washer for too long. I had to whip myself for four days. <laughs> cool, cool. Religion is rad. I love this. Like, oh, you've never humped a couch cushion? I don't want to hear what you have to say. I'm sorry. Just don't um yeah those are my those are my big beats for today those are really um i don't know i've really grown to like i want i don't want to call it research because what we do i don't think is is research it couldn't uh, be further from research but <laughs> it's perusing I'm, while i'm taking a shit that's yeah what I i've do. gotten really into reading a wikipedia a wikipedia article a wick <laughs> a wikipedia article a week sure do um, you um do you have a scale from other i Teresa? do i do um okay, okay. so one is you live in like an underfunded community you don't have like a ton of hospitals you get sick and then there's this volunteer organization nearby and you can go to their clinic and they give you medicine and you're all right and you go home that's a one all right okay that's not bad all right you wanted medicine you got some medicine a 10 the only volunteer organizations around you are all part of a religion that worships black licorice and no matter what ailment you have, and you show up, fucked up leg, rotting hog, all the classics. Rotting hog. Right. Oh, no, it's a case of rotting hog. Hide your you, kids. <laughs> this is the ER. You better have you better have a fucked up leg or rotting hog. Nothing else. <laughs> and no matter what you have, no matter what pain you're in, you're dying of cancer, everything's horrible. They just give you a log of licorice and you lick it. And that's your that's your medicine that they believe in. It's the worst kind of licorice. Ugh, yeah, the worst brutal. kind of licorice. Also, in the worst time of your life to have it. You're like I, I wanted. Say there's no wrong time to have licorice, but you know I do have all the diabetes. So. Well, when you were hoping it was medicine, maybe <laughs> you're like, it's "Hey, I'm good... here for chemo, and here's your log." You're like, "Oh, god damn it, licorice again." It's better than no candy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, imagine me like, "Hey, I'm here for chemo," and they're like, "No chemo." Also. No sugary sweet treats for you, big boy. Sorry, buddy. We're out of insulin, but we do have candy. <laughs> that right. Can help you. Okay, maybe this isn't as horrible as I thought in my head. I just think, you know, you spend a little more time on that. You know, we'll, we'll workshop it. It's totally fine. I think what, you like licorice she, and it's fucked up. Where does she fall on the scale for you? I struggle with with this because like as a person i think she's fine but i truly truly hate her organization so much i think it's fucking awful to be catholic still and she's like a foot soldier for the catholic religion uh so i'm gonna go seven especially because of the the public speeches uh and later in life that shit is just heinous yeah okay. yeah i'm going seven she didn't quite atomic bomb a city but she's <laughs> a true cultural burden we do need to come i think we need to i just want to have for me a uh like an excel sheet of like what we listed everybody so when we go through this i can be like okay so you think she's worse than uh batman but better than like abraham lincoln or whatever the fuck is that you know like i think that's fun to have a reference like, point <laughs> and also like a little line for notes so i'd be like this one got a high one out of spite <laughs> right yeah 
This one, this person would never date me, so they are a 10 on the shittiness scale. Um, sorry, JLo. That's where we're wow. Have you asked her out? I DM'd her. She didn't. She's, <laughs> oh, okay. It's her birthday. She, she literally said, Hey, uh, Ben, I would never date you. Thanks for she, following. <laughs> Love your support. She's already, got a, she's already got Ben Affleck in her life again, so she doesn't need old Benny Boy here. Um, yeah. Do you think there's any. I think she is a. On your scale, I think she is a. Uh, I think she's a five because she she is a good person. I think there's good intent, but you are right in the sense of like she did work for an organization that definitely had uh, it, it had its agenda and its agenda wasn't solely the betterment of humankind and like to reach enlightenment. It was like power like, and access and all this stuff. Right. Because like she was sent by a predominantly European organization to a country that had just broken European rule to recruit people into their European organization. Right. Just And I will say, again, I, I am willing to lower this if you can show me a picture of like her feet. Or, <laughs> what is she has, like really hot wrists? Feet. I'll take a wrist. She has an incredible but body. It's I just want to know the sway. Like throughout, throughout human history, women have done amazing, like been able to sway amazing like uh world powers and have been you know influential and changes and everything but like mother Teresa just has to be i, I just don't understand <laughs> i just don't understand she's not she needs to be hotter to me. i don't know we're understand. gonna make a documentary we're gonna find wonderful people in history and make documentaries about them but they're all played by just a fucking violently hot people cleopatra <laughs> changed the face of human history hot as fuck everybody knows that yeah kesha um yeah from michelle, to michelle obama michelle obama right those arms <laughs> what are we talking about beauty and brains okay mother Teresa. Yeah. i didn't i haven't you know i haven't seen an ankle i don't know I don't come know. on it's 2021 you can't just be a capable woman <laughs> you also have to be incredibly hot <laughs> right. sorry this is the tv era in 1970 <laughs> all right i'm oh you briefly stopped uh, Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Great. <laughs> what do you look like in a swimsuit? This is important. Oh my god! Nobody even cares about that. Um, very um, fun. You have you a think scale? She's no, I don't. Do I have to? I'll do one off no, the top. You don't have I always to. do, but uh, I, I I don't have one. Um, do you think she's a? Is there anything to redeem her? Is there anything to drop her on your scale? I just mine was wasn't. mine was to let me be a misogynist. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. sorry, everybody. Um, let me see your body, but also that body has to be hot. Right. <laughs> that's, that's all you need for her. Right. <laughs> Everything else she did. My whole thing is just like the uh, drop the weird sex stuff from the religion. I really think that's an incredible burden. It causes a lot of pain in this world. Men is just yeah. like also. You know, people are gonna fuck. You're not gonna stop people from fucking. No one ever has. No one ever will. Maybe let's like finally grow the fuck up and admit that we could like teach, you know, contraceptives. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it is a weird like, stance. <laughs> I just like why not promote healthy sexual relationships rather than just a fear of sex entirely? That's yeah. stupid. And like we're not gonna get we're at the end of the podcast, so we don't need to fully get into it. But it's like after all these years of that. Uh, sex paranoia biting you in the ass if i'm the catholic church i'm like now maybe we spin this a little bit maybe we uh flip this and be like yeah man be cool be consensual it's fine 
we'll just just do last rites and we'll figure it out before you die like don't yeah. it doesn't have to be all this like if you see something before you're married hell's brimstone for you that's so stupid yeah nobody's nobody's going to hell anymore bro it's no. we're done with hell hell, hell is, is so fucking 94 it's here though. it's already it's an idea it's not a yeah place. we're here we're in hell heaven and hell right are both now. places on earth heaven is a place on earth you know all right well that's the end of the podcast um, <laughs> wow you hate my voice you hate my beautiful tender voice i will say one last thing i'm the new pope will get on and say like mildly progressive stuff like very progressive right. for the catholic church but like still decades behind regular people and it right. kind of makes me like i don't know it's why it makes me sad that people still listen you're like He's so late; right. they're clearly not worth listening to at this point. About this. what's so funny is if the Pope was in street clothes and just walking down like First Ave or something, no one would recognize him. They'd be like, "Oh, this Italian man is lost." They wouldn't; they would have no idea. But he stands, you know, he drives in his little car, or he stands on a balcony and like spits on people, and they're like, "This guy is the pinnacle of rightness," and it's like. He's reading the same book everybody else can read. You all have access <laughs> yeah. to it. This whole and thing the was founded changes. over. We had the five people who could read this book. Right. And now, but we can all read it and we're still listening to them. That's crazy. He's not closer to God. He's further away from Wi-Fi. Like, that's all. He's not better <laughs> than the rest of us. He just has dedicated his life to some shit that the rest of us can't afford to do because yeah. we have bills to pay. He looks just as stupid trying to use a tablet as every other guy's age. <laughs> He's right. just a human, man. If you before you give the pope any power over yourself, over your life, over your existence, imagine him getting dressed. <laughs> That's all you have to think about. You know, just like shimming into like a fucking heavy shawl and being like, "Oh, this is the man who can control me." He is a probably a nice guy, but like a little bit of a goofball you know what are we doing here okay well uh <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> my thing was like my first impulse was to say something that was just like a bad ending for this <laughs> sure. i was like i'm gonna do ben a favor and not say that but then i just silently well, stared at you when you finished talking <laughs> i appreciate that because you know what we're gonna do we're, we're gonna, gonna give it. our give our little plugs <gasps> albert Ooh. where can people find you well um on the internet hot young albert instagram hot young albert twitter i have a good tweet once a month come on by check them out i no longer do a weekly show it finally died thank god mm. um ben where can people find you uh at check catster on twitter uh, i've got a very banger tweet right now you're so welcome uh i that's i hate that I, i'm kidding but <laughs> no, no there's a little bit of authenticity in there uh <laughs> yeah i uh you can uh here's what here's what i want it's when you're listening to this right now today it's my birthday and uh if you want to support me for my birthday one support a black business or donate to like a black like a black i'm not not black owned but like something that will help black people i i want to help black people but i am bad i'm bad <laughs> i don't know i donate money I try to learn things, but I have no sway. I got no clout. Nobody listens to me. 
outside of this little bubble. So if you want to do something for me for my birthday, go to a black owned business, Mm -hmm. donate to a black cause, listen to black people, then mow a black person. That's not me or something. PayPal them, go to a strip club and pay a black stripper. I don't give a shit. Help a black person today. But if you want to help me, this black, your podcast, black boy. Oh boy. That was rough. (laughs) That's crazy. That's why I tell my friends. Oh, sometimes you get on a roll and then the roll just goes in the wrong direction and you say podcast black boy kill me uh you can if you want to if you want to yeah cancel he called himself a black boy (laughs) well guess what bitch it's my birthday and i am the blackest boy in here okay um you can buy you can pre-order my book it's a graphic novel comic book it's called hello my name is poop I'm looking at the pictures of the book, okay? I'm reading all the stuff that we're putting together, and I am so excited for people to see this. It looks so cool. I am going to try to get permission to, like, tweet out an image or put something out so people can see. There are some images out, but I'm seeing these new frames, and it's so fucking great. And uh, all I want is for the people who work so hard on this to be supported. And so if you want to pre-order this book, um, you can do it on Amazon if you like it when their workers pee in bottles. Um, or you can uh, look at Simon & Schuster, which is like the publisher, and you can like Google it. Just Google, hello, my name is Boop, Ben Kastner. You'll find a link to pre-order and do that. That's all I want. And, uh, you know, don't ever, if you've listened to this part, don't ever talk to me about anything <laughs> I just said in the last three minutes, because this is rough. I got to be honest. I don't know what happened. I feel like I was hitting some zingers and then I said black boy. And then, <laughs> You've been really off since then. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if we're ever going to get back to where we, where we the were. The whole time before. you're plugging your book, you just had this despair in your eyes. <laughs> like, who am I now? <sighs> Where's mother Teresa the leader, you know? Yeah, where is she? She's still alive? All right. No. Buddies, this has been our pod. We'll be back next week with a six-hour special episode of just me talking to myself. Ben's not going to be here. It's just going to be me talking, just riffing for six hours. Come on by. It's going to be fun. It's going to be sponsored. Wait, email us. Email us uh, burnyourheroespod at gmail.com. Let us know. That's it. That's the the episode description. Cool. We'll see you next week.